welcome in our Nuggets insider, Matt Moore, joining us courtesy of Michelob Ultra, an official beer sponsor of the Denver Nuggets. Matt, uh, thanks for joining us. So we've reached the All-Star break. The Nuggets have won 41 games. They're five games ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies. And they only got one All-Star. How do the Nuggets feel about that slight? Or do they feel like they were slighted? They do. I mean, athletes are, are always going to find stuff to be slighted about, and they're always going to feel disrespected. And yeah, like there was, there was a very palpable like annoyance at the fact that Aaron Gordon didn't make it, Jamal Murray didn't make it, uh, Ken Tavius Caldwell Pope obviously annoyed that he wasn't invited to the three point contest. Um, there is like it's. I think it's good for Denver. The conversation. Uh, a lot of the the national TV shows are like the West is wide open when the Nuggets have a four game lead for the number one seed and have been honestly the best team in the league the last two months. So like this is setting up pretty perfectly where the Nuggets are very likely to have home court advantage throughout the Western Conference playoffs, at least if not throughout the entire playoffs, and they get to still feel disrespected, which I think honestly is the spot that you want to be in if you're trying to find the right uh, place to be for motivation and angles and all of that going into the playoffs. Matt, do you think that they, they that those guys deserve to be all-stars, uh, or, or are they just having that chip on their shoulder? I think Aaron Gordon deserved to be an all-star. Uh, I think I think it's tough when you look at like guys like De'Aaron Fox. Um, my big gripe is actually Jaron Jackson Jr., who missed you know a solid month of the season, has missed a lot of time, and is an awesome defensive player and has really grown on the offensive end, but hasn't contributed in the way that Aaron Gordon has at both ends of the floor. If you're somebody that's like, we want to reward winning teams, the Nuggets have won the most games in the Western Conference by a margin, and they have one all-star. Teams like, you know, Sacramento and all these other squads have two. And to me, if you're going to reward teams for team success, which I, you know, ideally you would, the point of pro sports is money, but the second point of it is to win, you probably need to recognize what the Nuggets have accomplished. It's an insult to what the other guys have accomplished, that there's really no recognition beyond just like, well, they just have jokes. Matt, uh... There is a thinking, I think, that's starting to pick up some momentum here in town that the Nuggets don't have a lot to prove left in the regular season. We just want to see them go deep into the playoffs. Uh, talk to me about uh, what else the Nuggets need to accomplish here in the regular season to give themselves the best chance for a deep playoff run. You know, the defense has been great over the last two months. They're top 10 since they turned the corner on December 7th. Um, they are on track to finish with a somewhere between 10 and 15. They might finish top 10 in defense, which is impressive considering they started the season first month with like 28. So they need to shore that up. You got to stay locked in. You can't get sloppy. Teams have done this before where they've gotten out to really big leagues, like great starts. And then they get away from their principles because they're like, well, we we did it. You know, we'll just kind of coast out. But if you lose those habits, they're no longer habits. It's not something that you just do instinctually. You have to balance that with also making sure that you're healthy and rested for the playoffs as much as possible. And so this is going to be a little bit of a balancing act over the last 20-some-odd games to get them into a spot where they're able to be rested in the best condition possible to start the playoffs, but you can't get so far away from what got you there that you start to slip on that end. Oh, Matt, 
Coach Malone's message to his basketball team before this all-star break ended last night was don't don't be satisfied. I, I know the Nuggets don't get the national media attention that they should or, or maybe that they should deserve because they're number one in the West and, and that's by a couple games at that. But is there anything else that they could look to to kind of help, you know, fuel that 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 inner, you know, fire in them or whatever. Athletes do it all the time, right? They create different narratives. As we're hearing Patrick Mahomes talk about, oh my goodness gracious, everybody talked about uh, we're in rebuild mode and we're world champs in our rebuild. But how do the Nuggets not be satisfied with where they're at in order to try to really go win this championship here in the next couple months? Yeah, I think you, you focus in on all the clips that you're going to hear about how the West is wide open, about how, like, the Suns are the most dominant team. Look at what they've got. they got Kevin Durant now. Or about, like, you know, oh, can't forget about the Warriors, championship pedigree, and how no one's really talking about them. You use that as motivation. One of the things, though, I, I will say that they're set up well to is, and you're seeing this, this is a veteran group. Unlike all those young teams that were making playoff runs, this is an established, tested playoff group. And that group, I think, has an eye. There's a real understanding. They try not to talk about it because they know that you got to be about it. But if you really kind of prod them at the edges, they understand the opportunity that's in front of them. Like there's a re- they understand this might be their best chance at a championship for some of these guys. Um, and that, I think, has everybody locked in and pulling in the same direction. Um, there's, no, there's not a lot of individual agendas with contracts or anything else. There's not a lot of you know, playing time disputes. Everybody is pulling in the same direction, which I think helps them a lot with what they're trying to accomplish. Matt, as well as Nikola Jokic is playing, and he had another triple-double last night, he's not going to be able to do it all by himself. Jamal Murray's going to be an integral part of any playoff run they make. He's been injured, missed the last six games, was swelling in the other knee, the knee that was supposed to be the good knee. How concerned are we that Jamal Murray might not be available for this late-season playoff push? With the caveat that it's the Nuggets training staff and trying to get information out of them is like trying to get it out of the KGB. Uh, I'm not too worried. He's gone through pregame warmups the last four games. So, like, he's been within range. If guys are just like, nope, not even close, they don't do stuff like that. He's gone through pregame warmups. He's been, like, if these were playoff games, I have the feeling that he would probably be available. But if you have the opportunity to rest him and you're still getting wins, which they are, and you have the all-star break coming up to extend that rest, why not go ahead and take advantage of it? So I'm not too concerned as of now. I always have to, like, push against it a little bit just because of the history of the Nuggets training staff and how they treat transparency. But there's been no indication from anybody I've talked to that it's a long-term concern. Matt, at the end of the season, when you get to playoff basketball, that that bench gets shortened. And I I think Jeff Green realized that last night, you know, in 26 minutes, having 24 points. In the postseason, is there any scenario that you see a guy like Jeff Green playing some minutes for this Nuggets basketball team? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, one, having Jeff as a, you know, kind of a a stop back against injury is really important. Uh, So many teams go in, they're like, well, if we're healthy, and then they're not. You have to plan to not be healthy. Like you have to have redundancies to be able to get through those minutes. If a guy, even if it's not like a major injury in the playoff, it's just like, hey, you can't go tonight. you got to have that, and Green can step in. Um, I also think, you know, if there's a matchup in particular where it's like we need size at the wing position or there's a power forward that we're going to face and we're really, you know, hurting in terms of being able to contain 
somebody that can space the floor. Green's ability to play that versatility either at three, four, or five, I, I think is going to be useful. I don't think he's the first option. I think Vlako Chanchar is ahead of him in the rotation, and rightfully so. But I do think that Green's available. You want op- as many options in the playoffs as possible, and Jeff Green's a viable one like the show last night. Matt, uh, last one for, for us. Uh, there's a personality on this station who was called Michael Malone, uh, Teflon Mike. Nothing can ever stick to, to, to Mike. No negatives can stick to him. Uh, talk to me about the job that Michael Malone has done this year. You mentioned earlier with my question how this team started off towards the bottom of the league defensively and now can possibly finish it as a top 10. And if you've been listening to Michael Malone in post-game press conferences the last couple of years, he's harped on defense. Now the team seems to be buying it. Is this messaging really getting through to this team? They recognize uh, the things that he is pointing out can actually help them win basketball games. Yes and no. I think to a large degree, the guys knew what they needed to do. It was just early season, and then they decided to lock in, have some home games, weren't on the road all the time, and got it done. But I'll say this about Malone. You know, I was really hard on him last year. I thought he was put in a bad position, but he also did a bad job with it. I said it was one of the worst coaching seasons of his career. I think this has been one of his best. Uh, he's managed rotation great. He built an offense that is absolutely prolific, and he'll, he gives all the credit to Joker for that. Uh, the team, he's managed the rotation. He met, he's rested guys when he needs to. He's played guys harder. He's won the games where their high win percentage opportunities really boost you. Uh, and he's chilled out a lot since they actually got a lead. He's always said, like, well, we win. I won't have to be short chance. And that's kind of happened. I think he's done an absolutely phenomenal job. I told James a few weeks ago that, like, look, if they don't win the finals, if they don't make the finals, rather, if they don't make the finals, then all eyes have to go towards Michael Malone. That's still true. He knows that's the pressure of the season. He knows that's the expectation. But if we're going to look at the regular season, Michael Malone deserves as much credit as anybody in the league for what he's been able to accomplish in making the Nuggets into not a good but a truly elite team in the NBA. All right, good stuff, Matt. Enjoy the All-Star break. Don't do anything crazy. If you get in a jam, give us a call. We'll come pick you up. No questions asked, Matt. All right, I'll be looking for what I, what trouble I can get into in Salt Lake. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Good point. Thanks, I'm sure you can find some, though. There, there, there's, there's trouble. trouble. There's trouble everywhere if you're looking. That was our Nuggets insider, Matt Moore, uh, courtesy of Michelob Ultra, official beer sponsor of the Denver Nuggets.